Welcome to the Average Joe Theology Show. My name is Levi Sanders. My name is Hunter Harrison. And my name is Shay Schaefer. And the Average Joe Theology Show is a show where a couple guys get together in their church basement and talk about God. What up? What up? We hope. How we roll? We are finding you well. If this... not, too bad. I'm just kidding. <laughs> if not, we rejoice. In oh, suffering. T- totally hit that air horn by accident. <laughs> But if it's slipped, <laughs> we rejoice in our suffering, Hunter. Amen, brother. Romans 5. Amen. Okay. Well, is that what you taught on tonight? It is. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> Man, you're busting through Romans then. Jeez. Yeah. yeah Are you yeah, just yeah. doing like a chapter? No. Nah, Romans 5, 1 through 11 today. That's a pretty good chunk. That's good. That's awesome. Yep. So today we're continuing our study of the book of Genesis. There we go. So Genesis. Um, we're we're chugging along. We're over halfway through. We are really, actually, we're almost four to the end of it. Yeah. yeah, we're almost in the last fifth. Feels like we yeah. started. So this today we will be covering chapters ago. thirty-eight and thirty-nine, and so we're going to give you a few minutes to read them. You ready? Three, two, one, read. Marvelous, <laughs> marvelous. <laughs> So it's next, so good. Are you just going to bust right you through it? you think that was wild? <laughs> it yeah. was wild. It was wild. A lot of stuff happening here. So once more. <laughs> yeah, this is. Uh, yeah, a lot of stuff going on. A lot of stuff. A lot of stuff going on. So, okay, you guys ready oh, to get oh. into Genesis 38 and 39? <laughs> I don't think so. Okay, hey, so. Levi, it's the word. Hunter, it's the word of God. Yeah. I'm just kidding. Come yeah, on, Hunter. get excited. Oh, my gosh. Hunter's not excited about land. the word of God. Blasphemy! <laughs> That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> Actually, you want Levi? Let's just let Hunter take this one. Oh no! Yeah. Don't do that to me. I don't <laughs> want this one. Don't do that to me. No, okay. no, 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 no. This makes up for all. This of... is a team effort on <laughs> this one. All right. Well, you started. <laughs> so go to go to eleven, and then we'll. In you. Okay. No, that's okay. So, let's get into it. Genesis 38. So, go. just a quick recap. The last thing we talked about um, was what? Joseph becoming a slave. So, his brother uh, sold him off. So, we talked about the descendants of Esau in the last episode. And then yep. we talked about the descendants of Jacob. Um, Jacob. Talking about his sons and, and Joseph and the brothers. And the brothers hated him because he the was the brothers. favorite. They sold him into slavery. Yep. Okay, that's where we find ourselves in that today. Stupid coat. Yeah. Gosh. Technicolor dream coat. Let's <laughs> kill him, boys. He's having dreams. We're bowing down to him this and stuff. He's freaking weirdo, man. He yeah. thinks he's better than us. He went, yeah, he we're all, dream. He even dreams that he's better than us. We're all out in the field, dude. What he's, a in there, twerp. he's in there watching football. What a twerp, man. Eating chips. <laughs> he goes and told, he told dad. Dad he, gets him a. Fancy coat, and yeah. then he runs and tattles on us yeah, every yeah, chance That's the word I'm looking for. Thank this. you. Then he comes out here to help us in the field, and and, and, and he's just appalled that, that we're not smug, even working. With that smug look on his face. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, we'll show so, him. Yeah, they did. They sold him into slavery. <laughs> yeah, we, got, we got him pretty good, boys. So they sold him into slavery. That's where we are now. Now, there's about a twenty. This is a, a, a rough estimate, but I believe there's about 22 years in between when his brothers sell him into slavery and when he's reunited with them. Mm, really? Okay. So okay. there's a, there's a pretty big gap there. And so that is the time period in which 
the events of Genesis 38 take place with Judah, his brother, and that. So now we kind of take a detour. It seems like an interruption in the story because mm-hmm. we go away from Joseph, but right. it's not. It's just the interlude of time in between when they sold him into slavery and when we see Joseph rise to power in Egypt. Mm-hmm. So here we see Joseph's brother Judah, and we see um, some little interesting escapades that he goes on. So escapades, let's like get into it. Word. Let's summarize it, and then we'll talk about some some observations in Genesis 38. So first of all, we see that Judah went down away from his brothers and away from his dad, away from his family, and he turned aside to a, to a woman who was a Canaanite. Oh, a dirty Canaanite? I know, man. He saw this daughter oh of a certain Canaanite whose name was Shua. Judah, what are you doing, She sounds bro? like she should be a quarterback at the University of Alabama. And he took her. <laughs> That's funny. And he went into her. Okay, so he finds this Canaanite woman, takes her as his wife, Okay, um, and she conceives a son named Ur. Ur, <laughs> wonderful name. Then she bore Ur. another E R Ur. That's it. Ur. Yeah. It's all you get. Then she conceived letters. again and bore another son named Onan. And yet again, she bore a son and named his name Shelah, which is the only name of all three boys that actually sounds complete. Yes, <laughs> you have it's like Ur, a full name Ur, Onan, and Shelah. It looks like Sheila. To me, it, it does. It does. Like Sheila. It does. I bet he guy. got teased. I'm sure yeah. in grade school. Grade school, dude. They didn't have that government pagan godless institution in back here. <laughs> oh my! Woo! Bonus right. episode. Yeah, here actually, we go. this is a lie. This is the bonus episode. <laughs> <laughs> education is trash. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know which ones. The they didn't have horn. that here. Yeah, no, I'm looking for the horn. I don't know where it's at. Yeah, we. Oh, it's right here. <laughs> We fooled you. Okay. Beautiful. So, so yes. Um, so you got Sheila and you got Ur and you got Onan. So Judah <laughs> takes a wife for Ur and her name was Tamar. Now this is when this story gets interesting. Okay. So Ur, so Judah's firstborn son was wicked in the sight of the Lord. And what did the Lord do? Put oh, him to, to death. death. Boom. Dead. Quick and easy. God killed Ur. Just boom. Boom. He was wicked. wicked we don't really know what, what his wickedness was, right. but he did. Doesn't matter. We're he all dead. wicked he inside gone. of the Lord. Exactly. So he did. Then we move on to um his his brother. Right. So Judah says to Onan, Go to your brother's wife and perform the duty of a brother in law to her and raise up offspring to your brother. So now we have to get into a little bit of Old Testament context. Okay. There was this mm-hmm. law, this practice, right? To where if a man um, married a woman mm-hmm. and and he died before giving her offspring, before reproducing with her, then his brother, it was his duty to then marry the woman, and and so that he, have children and have children so yes. that his brother would have offspring. Yes, and so that's kind of was the practice here. So so Judah expects that to happen. Ur dies. After he took Tamar as his wife, um, so Judah tells Onan to go to Tamar and raise up offspring for her, but Onan knew that the offspring would not be his, so basically whenever he would have relations with Tamar, he would make sure to interrupt said relations (laughs) so that she didn't get pregnant. Mm. 
Okay, and we see that. However, handled gracefully. <laughs> what he did was wicked in the sight of the Lord, and he put him Boom. to death also. Don't so because be homeboy was Don't you be playing that yeah, game? Because boy. because homeboy was was interrupting said relations so that she yes. didn't get pregnant. Yep. Um he was yep, not fulfilling <laughs> his duty, so God killed him. Okay? He did also. He then did. Judah said to Tamar, his daughter-in-law, remain a widow in your father's house until Sheila, my son with a girl's name, grows up, <laughs> um, for he feared that he would die like his brothers. So now Judah is like, okay, Ur died. Mm-hmm. I would I would imagine pretty suddenly because God just killed him for his wickedness. Then um, Onan dies as well. And so Judah's like, okay, Tamar is kind of like a curse, right? If I send right. Shelah or whatever over Sheila. to her. That he's going to die as well. So instead of doing so immediately, he kind of, you know, as an excuse, says, "Well, wait for 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 Sheila to be, you know, grown, of and age. you go be, yeah, you go be a widow in your father's house." And she's like, "Okay." So she goes. She remains in her father's house. Now, in the course of time, the wife of Judah, she was, she was daughter, died. So Judah's wife then died, and and Judah was. When he was comforted, he went up to Timnah to his sheep herders, he and his friend Hira the Adalamite. So so basically that was a, a lot of wordage to just say, um, you know, Judah's then wife, the Canaanite woman whom he married and had Ur, Onan, and Shelah with, dies. And so he goes up to a different land to his sheep sheep shearers. Um, and so, so Tamar hears that he's going that way. Okay, and she took off. She takes off her widow's garments and she covers herself with a veil, wrapping up herself and setting at the entrance to the city at, through which, um, or to which, uh, Judah is going. Mm-hmm. And so, basically, Judah's strolling along the road. He sees her sitting oh, oh, beside oh, the road oh, with this veil, and he just assumes that this random woman sitting beside the road is a cult prostitute. <laughs> Judah is wild. I know. He just Judah is, is a wild boy. He doesn't he doesn't even go up and say, "Hey, listen, are you a prostitute?" He is a instead wild he just boy. Goes, it says he just goes up to her on the road side. He's like, "Come. Come with me. Come come woman. with me." <laughs> wild boy. So so wild he boy. he does so <laughs> not knowing that it's his daughter-in-law. Now then he says, um she says, "What will you give me?" You know, for I mean, you know, for what, exchange what are you gonna, of yeah, goods. Yeah, exactly. What are you going to give to me? And he's Prostitutes like, got to make money somehow. And he's know? like, <laughs> yeah, but but then <laughs> but then he tells her, "I will send you a young goat from the flock." <laughs> oh, yay! <laughs> so what are you going to give me for these goods? And and he's like, "Oh, I give you a goat. I'll give you a goat. <laughs> a young goat. <laughs> Not even a goat I have with me, but I will send. You I'll a goat. I'll go get one." And, <laughs> and she we'll says, "Okay, well, give me something to hold. See the problem? While, I, while I await your young right. goat. Right. The way the, the way my bank account set up, my checkings and my savings. It's not. It's not there yet. You know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. Oh so he's like, "I so, get back to you." Yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh. How about how about I give you an IOU? We gonna put that goat on, on the way. Okay. Yeah, we we'll exactly. go get it. We we'll go get it, but not right now. <laughs> she's like, "Well, you gotta give me something." So he gives her his signet, his cord, and his staff, um, and then and then they have relations, and she actually conceives by him, and he just up and leaves and goes on about his day, thinking that this was a cult prostitute. Okay, Judah, now now wow. Judah, now Judah actually gets back home. Wow, boy. Okay, and he tells his he tells he tells his friend the Canaanite guy, he's like, "Hey, listen, take this young goat, 
Go find this cult <laughs> prostitute with my staff. That I don't recognize because she was wrapped yeah. up, so I don't even know who she is. Exactly. Just find the woman with my staff. Give her the goat. Get my staff. Come back. She'll see you with the goat, and she'll know. I'm just. Com- <laughs> I'm confused as to why he didn't go. Like, what? What, what stopped him from just doing it himself? I mean, because, dude, he got too much stuff going on. He's too busy. Yeah, it's hard out here. He's for too a busy balling on the streets, it's dude. Hard. It's hard out here for a pimp. What? Yeah, balling in I the. I got ca- work to do. Okay. <laughs> he's, oh he's balling in Canaan, dude. He's got that the was, sheep's. That was. He's bi- working the that sheep was business this morning. That's no, it's not morning no more. I got other things I got to do now. Yeah. Okay? you can't be <laughs> ma- you can't be mixed up your morning business with your evening right. business. It's, that's done. <laughs> that's over. So he can't do it. He's like, Get listen, homie, I need you to take the sheep. I need you to go get my staff. I need you to come back. Wow, boy. Okay, Judah sends a guy, and the guy goes. He can't find her anywhere. Can't find her anywhere. And also, the guys that were there say, "Hey, listen." There's no cult prostitutes around here. Yeah, bro. Like, we don't <laughs> know who you, prostitute you talking about. We're not sure what you're talking about. And so so he comes back to Judy. He's like, listen, first of all, couldn't find her. Second of all, she probably wasn't a cult prostitute. They said there was none there. said there was none there. So Judy's like, okay, then uh, we'll let her keep the thing. She's like, you know what? She can keep my staff. I'll keep my goat. You know? She ain't even there. Whatever. Even trade. Yeah, even trade. So about three months later, Judah is told Tamar, your daughter-in-law, has been immoral. Specifically, you know, she it says she has practiced prostitution. Oh and <laughs> she has conceived a child mm. from prostitution. Mm-hmm. Ooh, nasty. Yikes. So Judah's like, okay, well, let's kill her then. <laughs> Judah is wild boy. Literally, literally the guy who who was just chilling down the street and saw this woman that looked like she may be a prostitute and just said, hey, come here. What up? Same guy said, oh, okay, she's been being a prostitute. Kill her. (laughs) Let's drag her out here and kill her. Yeah. So he goes and gets her. A hypocrisy going on. Okay. As she was being brought out, she sent word to her father-in-law, by the man to whom these belong, I am pregnant. And she said, please identify whose these are, the signet, the cord, and the uh, staff. Then I did. Then Judah dude, identified what? them and said, she is more righteous than I, since I did not give her to my son, Shelah. And he did not know her again. Okay, so, she, so, so, okay, so you he, he are sends, the father. <laughs> he, he sends his boys to go, Ruh-roh. to go drag her out and kill her. And as she's being drugged out of her house, she's like, hey, but take the. Hey, you see whose staff this is? <laughs> Whoever's staff this is. I know you know who this yeah, is. That, hey, that's, the, that's my baby daddy. <laughs> I know you know who owns this crap. This staff, he my baby daddy. And they're like, and Judas uh, sees the staff and he's like, oh, snap. Uh, oh, she wasn't no cult prostitute. <laughs> so Judah. That's my, my daughter-in-law. Then, then realizes, daughter-in-law. then Judah first realizes his mistake, obviously, with her on the side of the road. But he also realizes that he wronged her. By not giving Shayla to her, then as a husband, mm-hmm. right? He he says she's more righteous than I because I and and he actually says basically that her tricking him into into reproducing with her was was not as bad as him not following through with Shayla because he mm-hmm. said she's more righteous than I since I didn't give my son Shayla to her. Right. If I had done what I was supposed to do initially, none of this would have happened. Exactly, we wouldn't be in this situation right now. So then when the time um, of her labor came, there were twins in her womb. 
and when she was in labor, one put out a hand, the midwife took it, tied a scarlet thread on its hand, saying, this one came up first. Then he draws it back in, and the other brother comes out first. Oh, my gosh. And then he comes out second, which I think is really cool, because once more, you have two brothers. Mm -hmm. Oldest comes out first, but the second one is is kind of identified as superior Mm -hmm. based on God's so Jacob and Esau election exactly yeah um so so it's an interesting story okay very interesting story it seems as if it's a a side story from the main story um but it's not okay it's not so before we move on to chapter 39 let's do some reflection on 38 okay um so first of all i would say there's four four reasons why chapter 38 is important four reasons okay okay first of all because of history because of history, right? So the book of Genesis yeah. really is the tracing of and genealogy of a people, of one nation, one family, into a mighty nation, into a mighty people, into a mighty kingdom, and then into a one singular mighty offspring mm-hmm. who then fulfills all the blessings of all the covenant people. Jesus Christ. Right. And so that's why it's important because if you actually go to Matthew 1, Jesus' mm-hmm. genealogy, the genealogy of our Lord, there are only three women mentioned, and one Spoiler of them alert. is Tamar. Oh my goodness! Yeah, so so I haven't got that far yet. The Levi. genealogy of Jesus says the book of Jesus. Kidding! I read the whole book. Says Abraham, the father of Isaac, and Isaac, the father of Jacob, and Jacob, the father of Judah, and his brothers, and Judah, the father of Perez and Zerah, by Tamar. And Perez, the father of Hezron, and Hezron, the father of Ram, and Ram, the father of Abinadab. On and on and on, right? So the only three women in the genealogy of the Lord Jesus Christ is Tamar, Rahab, and Ruth, two of which were prostitutes, mm-hmm. or one of which was a prostitute, the other one of which posed as a prostitute. Yes. Um, so first of all, history. It's important because of history. We see yeah. here that even though this seems like a side story and it's not about Joseph, that God is working, God is mm-hmm. weaving his story, his Ooh, great... God is a God of drama, great drama. Not drama like we know it in, in English, right? Mm-hmm. That's like drama queens. But like this wonderful, marvelous story that depicts his grace and his care and his providence. And so we see here history as Jesus is weaving the genealogy of the Lord... or God is weaving the genealogy of the Lord Jesus Christ in his providence. So we see that Tamar and Perez included in Matthew 1 genealogy of Jesus. We also see um, morality, right? Mm-hmm. So you see kind of a, I don't want to get like super superficial about like, you know, I, d- I don't believe in karma or anything like that. We believe there's a sovereign God and all things yeah. are decreed by him. But um, but you see here almost like a kind of reap what you sow kind of thing, right? So you see, you see Jacob first deceive his father with a piece of fabric, mm-hmm. a piece of clothing, right? Then you see... Jacob's sons deceive him with a piece of clothing as they take Joseph's cloak and wrap it in blood and say, oh, he got killed instead of we sold him in slavery. Then you see Judah bit in the butt by that same thing as Tamar tricks him with a piece of fabric to look like a cult prostitute, and he falls for it, right? So you just see this sense of, of morality, that there is wrong, there is right. Um, and, and oftentimes... You know, it's it's just not good when we pursue the wrong. Also, we see community. 
um, you know, one of the first things he says in verse 38 is it happened at the time that Judah went down from his brothers and turned aside to the land of Canaan. We see um, Judah, this is a theme we've talked about before yeah. um, here in Genesis, but it, we see Judah go away from his community of people mm-hmm. that are in relationship was, with God yeah. and then dwell in the land of Canaan, pagan, unbelievers, and befriend them. Mm-hmm. And then we see the the results. What happens? Yeah, yeah that's what, that was going to be my point. Is you literally see why God tries to, like, not tries, like he like fails at something. But you, see, this is why he commands. He's like, don't don't mix with people that you right. Know, like, don't. I mean, we just we just released an episode on this last week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like you see it all the time. Right, you will be influenced exactly right. to the wrong. And then I think the 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 last and most important um or maybe not most important i mean the genealogy of jesus is very important pretty important um but perez another reflection on why genesis 38 is important is because of grace you just see god's grace work in in judah and in the patriarchs and in um the line of i mean you just to see that god providentially works through a woman who was wronged and then Mm -hmm. acts out as a prostitute to bring forth the line of king david mm-hmm. and of of mm-hmm. the lord jesus christ is just god's grace at work i mean you tell me what you think i mean in 38 we see obviously where these two sons were killed one of them was just wicked right right mm-hmm. so i don't know whenever i look at the story with judah i'm like dude that guy i, I i'm i'm waiting for him to get struck down but like you said because of god's grace because of his mercy and because of his plan that he's... I mean, Judah's right. already in some hot water. That's what I'm he's saying. he's the one who provides that they sell Joseph lightning. into slavery. Right. Try to kill so he's his... Already... Yet Judah yeah. well, is the priestly, or not the priestly, the, the king, the royal mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. tribe. That's the tribe That's the tribe of, tribe of, of Israel through which the Lord Jesus Christ comes. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So like, yeah. Grace. Grace upon grace. Yeah. So let's get into Genesis 39. Grace on grace on grace. Me? Oh, dude. I can't follow dude. that. Are you serious? Oh, my gosh. Oh, my you goodness, were dude. killing. No. I was blown away. I'm, I'm sitting here. I'm like, that is pro. I could never do. How much? See, that's what it is. You're, 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 you're working here at the church. You got more time to study now. It's perfect. I was just blown <laughs> away by what you just did. Levi has also always had a knack for... I can talk out my butt really fast. Well, I wasn't going to say that, but like he can, <laughs> he can take something, absorb it, and then spit it back out pretty quick. Yeah, like I always noticed that about him in band. Like we would play music together, and it would take me a while to get it. You're but he would read it like once, and then boom, he's wild putting it out there. And wild. I'm like, his his brain just works quicker than. Ours does, I guess. All right. So he's got that gift. All right. I'm sorry, listeners. You got me now. So here we <laughs> no, go. dude. Here we go. Boo. What are you <laughs> talking about, dude? You just, you just straight up preached a dope sermon over at your church, dude. Oh, my gosh. Don't even. No. Don't. <laughs> this guy. I, I'm not even going to get I'm the that. one that's not the preacher guy. Oh, my word, Hunter. I'm just some dude, you know? You, you no. do. I'm just I, some li- dude with a Bible. If you're listening right now, it is probably the coolest thing to sit back and watch 
Levi and Hunter just go back and forth because they've just been <laughs> friends for so long. I literally we just, do have, I didn't say a word. I'm just sitting We here do have that chemistry. Dying laughing. I'm, I'm loving it. <laughs> Bring up Kevin Hart, and I'm just like, dude, that's I'm like, dying here. Don't that's listen my, That's mine and Levi's friendship like in a nutshell. <laughs> that right there. Beautiful. Beautiful. And I'm just coming in. That's what I do. I, I, I just come out of nowhere, and you're like, who's this guy? I'm like, who's hey, Jace? Can I do your podcast? <laughs> Please let me do it. I'm trying to get in the middle here. I'm just trying to get when in the middle. When we first started the podcast, we we're like, dude, we have one fan. It's just Chase. get him on the podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. real. Like, <laughs> <laughs> All right. So here we are. We're at 39. We're, we uh, we had that little side, uh, not sidetrack. Yeah, dude, side. come on. What? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you know, honestly, so, Levi, I, talked to, I talked the whole time about how it's not a side I, I story. Know, the know. first thing Chase says, okay, we had this little side story. <laughs> now back to Joseph. Jeez, Lord. <laughs> All right. We have this very important for Very for important. Fate. It's also important because it it's like a um, it's a contrast. You see how there's the, the story with story. Judah goes, and then no. <laughs> You have you look at it how sinful and how much of a failure Judah is, and then you f- flip to thirty nine and you see how <clears throat> Joseph. how Joseph Solid. is not a failure. I like that. Right, that's very true. All right, so basically you have this continuous awesome story. Yes, good with job, major Chase. themes. Levi has pointed them out. Chapter lit- thirty eight of Genesis is just a side story. I'm sitting just here- skip it next time you read through the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> so you so- don't need it. I'm sitting here. I'm you guys like, are going to miss Hunter. He's not coming back. On the <laughs> Chase said it. Sorry. We have this reiterating. We have the Bible, this God's word uh, that he specifically put 38 there. Now we're transitioning into 39. There you go. There you Saved go. It. Thank you. Thank you so much. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, Joseph uh, was bought by uh, Potiphar, basically this officer of Pharaoh, the captain of the guard, an Egyptian. So... Basically, the Lord was with Joseph, is what it says in two. And we keep on reading where he had been a successful man. He was in the house of the Egyptian master. And and Potiphar notices this. He's like, dude, something's up with Joseph. Joseph found favor in his sight and attended him, made him an overseer of the house, and put him in charge of all that he had. Because he's doing a good job. I mean, Mm -hmm. God's blessing him. So what are you going to do? You're going to put that person in charge of everything so that it's working out even better in your favor. So... uh, for Joseph's sake, the blessing of the Lord was on all they had in the house and field. He's basically doing really well. And then we come to verse or chapter, oh my word, verse six, mm-hmm. where it, it says later on in verse six. Now, Joseph was handsome in form and appearance. And after a time, his master's wife cast her eyes on Joseph and said, lie with me. But he refused and said to his master's wife, Behold, because of me, my master has no concern about anything in the house, and he has put everything that he has in my charge. And then he is not greater in the house than I, nor has he kept back anything from me except you, because you are his wife. How then can I do this great wickedness and sin against God? So, love that part. I think we'll go back to that probably, but we'll just mm-hmm. kind of keep on going. We'll talk about the themes later. But... um. Basically, Potiphar's wife comes up to him, tries a bunch of times. She's like, hey, uh, sleep Sleep with me. me. Sleep with me. And then this one time, though, she catches his undergarments, and and, and Joseph runs away because she asked to sleep with him. And as soon as she saw that he had left his garment in her hand and had fled out of the house, she called to the men of her household and said to them, See, he has brought among us a Hebrew to laugh at us. He came into me to lie with me, and I cried out with a loud voice. So 
We see she here. She'd be lying on his name. Lying on his <laughs> name. Lying, lying, trying to ruin this good man's reputation for Look at that. no reason. Look at that. All, all the times it talks about no reason. Proverbs and the terrible wife and like this is what this is what has brought a sucky situation for Joseph. Not really, you know. He's been doing so good. He's been he's been helping out her husband, and then she's just like, "Hey, I'm gonna ruin everything." Fighting temptation, yeah, big temptation, yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll talk about themes later. I guess uh, that's why I wanted to get more into it, but we'll. Um, and so, <laughs> basically, Potiphar's wife goes to Potiphar and is like, "Hey, this Hebrew you brought in, he's mocking us. Look what he did. This like, you need to do something about this." And in, to sleep with your wife, bro. <laughs> so in verse uh, verse nineteen, as soon as his master heard the words that his wife spoke to him, this is the way your servant treated me. His anger was kindled. By the way, kindled means that. There's like a kindling and it grows. I, for a long time while I was reading, always saw anger kindled. And for some reason in my head, I thought the fire went out. So just letting, letting people know. <laughs> bro, come on. Were you in the Boy Scouts? No, bro. Context clues, bro. Like I said, y'all are nerds, band, Boy Scout stuff. Oh and I'm over gosh. here doing my This not nerds, dude. We were building fires. No, nerdy. Nerdy. You guys wore your little outfits and stuff. I wasn't right even now. in the Boy Scouts. I was in the Boy Scouts for like one week, and my leader died in a car crash. <laughs> and I never went back. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> That's a tragic story of your time in the Boy Scouts. <laughs> yeah. Now they're, the, now they're the transgender Scouts. <laughs> what? It's true, though. No. It's what? just the yeah, scouts. Yeah, there's no Boy Scouts now. It's just the oh, scouts. no Girl Scout either, right? I, ta- I taught on gender identity. I, I talked about that. You know. Scouts. Is there still and Girl male Scouts? And female, he created them. There's yes. still Girl Scouts, though, right? Yeah, for some reason. Because well, feminism. No, because you got to serve the cookies. You can't get rid of See, you, that's, have to, you have to serve. But, okay, we're getting way on a tangent. <laughs> Continue <laughs> we on. Can keep, we can keep going for a while. <laughs> so his anger was kindled, and Joseph's master took him, put him in the prison, the place where the king's prisoners were confined, and he was there in prison. But basically we see everywhere Joseph goes, it's super cool. The Lord blesses him continuously. So literally Joseph gets to the highest rank in the prison by working in the prison while being a prisoner. <laughs> right. So it, it's kind of crazy. It's really cool. So um, basically, like you said, I mean, I love that point, you know, with Judah versus Joseph. Judah ran to temptation. He he chased after it. This mm-hmm. is this is why 38, I don't know why you guys were thinking opposite, but this is why 38 is so important to be able to go opposite and just show what Joseph, yep. how he's being blessed by right. God and how he is being led by God, God's you know mercy and grace that he's pouring out on Joseph. Right. So mm-hmm. just awesome to see. So we go back, we kind of, I, I would say, look back yeah. at 39. Um, one thing Look that at major I had, themes. Yeah, one thing I pointed out that I really loved is in verse nine. How then can I do this great wickedness and sin against God? Mm. I love that. Every time the Bible ever talks about sin, who we commit the sin against, basically, it's always against God. Yeah, because mm. it's if He committed this act, there there are a lot there. The, it, he is committing the sin against somebody, but the main person, the main problem that is being created is we are choosing an idol Mm -hmm. adultery so many different sins over god right we're choosing evil over god and that is the first thing that pops in joseph's head where he's like i'm not doing that 
Right. All I, she I, wanted was a moment of pleasure. Yeah. It, I but for him, it was not worth the wickedness. He, it wasn't that he was nervous that he would lose his job. He, it wasn't that he was like, hey, I'm going to. I'm going to disrespect my master. I've done so well or, or this or that. No, it's I'm going to displease. I'm a yeah. sin against God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that is exactly what in all temptations and all things that we are fighting because everybody is fighting it. They all, we all have something that yeah. we have to continuously day by day be like, I cannot do that because I'm a child of God. And that's a unique p- point because I feel like I'm, I speak personally when I say this, but I think other people can agree is that, like when we think about our sin, mm-hmm. like we think about the ramifications as far as my life right now. Yeah. Right. If I if I do this, how is it going to affect my job or this relationship with this person or, you know, whatever, my family, whatever. But that's sometimes that's why we don't sin is because, well, I don't want to do that to this person. Mm-hmm. But we don't always view it like that. Yeah. Of I don't want to do this against God. Right, we, and that's yet selfishly we're looking at how it's going to affect us. Really, well, I mean, the I, I just kind of thought about this. That how many times does the Bible talk about fear the Lord, fear God, mm-hmm. and it, it, this whenever people think like that, they're not they don't have enough no. fear of God. No. They don't know right. what holy God they they are. There is. Mm-hmm that they don't fear him enough to say the first time I sin, whenever I sin, the person that I'm committing this mostly, the most this sin to is God. Yep. Mm. The same God the fear who of the Lord. That's what Joseph said, has. Ur was wicked in his sight and uh, put him to death. Yep. yep. Exactly. Same, same God. Exactly. So uh, we see that. Yep. Um, we see... Uh, What's another thing? Um, what was another thing? We, we see the first ever <clears throat> false accusation. Yeah. Fact. First ever. Not really. I don't know. But the first one oh. recorded in the Bible. Yeah. False <laughs> accusation of sexual assault. He done did that. That's crazy. Mm, no, he did not. But we, I mean, we. so we see Joseph, we see Joseph thrown in jail. Um, one of my favorite reflections on this chapter is just to see how, um, both Joseph is bl- is blessed, mm-hmm. but everyone around him is blessed through his work. Mm-hmm. Simply through his work, the cup runneth over. That that because he is blessed by God and he does his best. See, this is why I just don't share the gospel because people just see Jesus through me. <laughs> I don't have to tell them; they can just see him. You know what I mean? Blasphemy. <laughs> that was perfect. Yeah, get that. Get that. That's just. That's what no. that's what Joe Austin Get that lifestyle said. evangelism out of here, dude. Stephen Furtick, he said no. that. You have to use words. <laughs> words matter. <laughs> words matter. You got to use words. Okay, so <laughs> Joseph, simply by his work, mm-hmm. is blessing the people around him, which is awesome because, you know, I mean, God promised Abraham that through his seed, all the nations would be blessed, right? And and yes, that primarily is talking about through Jesus, all the nations would have access through his mm-hmm. um, sacrifice to justification. Yes. However, um, it also simply plays out in that <clears throat> when you dedicate yourself to bettering yourself, bettering your job, to fully performing to the capability but to which God has made you, mm-hmm. people are blessed and you will succeed. 
you see that in Joseph, right? Proverbs twenty two twenty nine says, Do you see a man skillful in his work? He will stand before kings. He will not stand before obscure men. Dang. So so when we dedicate ourselves to really doing in our job every day fully to the capability to which God has made us, it's going to be a blessing to the people around us, to ourselves, and we're going to succeed, right? Uh, I don't yeah. want to be like super, um, like, you know, like success gospel, right, right, but like, right. but like God has created us in Successful such a way. in terms of the way God views success. Right. But I'm saying like, you're even going to, I, I believe have some, I mean, you see Joseph here have like, not, I mean, it's all given by God, but you, would, you could say worldly success. I mean, he, you, people recognize, not necessarily, right? Some degree of success he goes within from, the... Because he goes from, first he's a slave, then he's a right. prisoner, but like... He finds success people, within exactly, those things, exactly. even though those are crappy within situations. Within his situations, he right. finds success because people recognize his character. Yeah. And people see that in Christians. Yeah. When you go to your job as a Christian, it doesn't matter what it is, as long as it's not like God... Godless, right? I mean, it needs to be a God honoring job. Like if you're job. working at Planned Parenthood, right? Exactly. Yeah. But like, when you go to your job and you perform to your full capability, people are going to notice your character. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As a Christian. Yep. Right. And and that's what people do here with Joseph. Um, yeah. So that's I think is a really cool reflection. Is just to see what can come, what how God can use you to bless others around you. Yeah. Um, in your mm-hmm. job, even in sucky situations. Once more, I'm not saying like you're going to have success, like make a million dollars. Right, right, right. But you're going to, people are going to recognize your character and you're going to have success in the situations to which God has placed you, mm-hmm. in which God has placed you. Yeah. So I think that's cool. And I also think it's just cool once more, as as I think you've already hit on, Chase, the comparison between Judah and Joseph that you see here. Judah is tempted and he falls. Mm-hmm. He succumbs to the temptation. And sleeps with this woman, whereas Joseph is tempted and he does not. Fall. He do not. He does not. Um, so once more, mentioned it last episode, but here's my big list of things similarities between Joseph oh and goodness. Jesus. Oh my gosh! Two pages. You, I told you. I told you, Hunter. See, he had so much time. Oh, he's got this full time job. Worked. No, he actually, job actually, I didn't church. make this. I found this PDF on Google and printed it out three weeks ago. I worked at the air base. Oh, what up? Oh. So get ready. Nerd. Dang it. Does it, does 39, does it mention anything about Jesus being tempted? 39. Get this. Joseph becomes a servant in 39, 1, and Jesus became a servant. Philippians 2, 6, and 7. Joseph was a prosperous servant. 39, 2, and 3. Jesus was also a prosperous servant. Isaiah 52, 13, 53, 10. Joseph's master was well pleased with him. 39, 4. The father was always pleased with what Jesus did. John 8, 29. Joseph, the servant, was made a blessing to others. 39, 5. Jesus was a blessing to the world. Joseph was a goodly person. 39, 6. A what? A goodly person. Goodly? Goodly. That's goodly. a word. Yes. It actually is, but somebody in Old English must have wrote this. I did not know that. Joseph was a goodly person. 39.6, Jesus came as a servant into the world and yet lived a perfect life. Joseph was sorely tempted and did not sin. There you go, Hunter. 39.7-12, Jesus was tempted and did not sin. Matthew 4, 1-11, Hebrews 2.18 and 4.15. Joseph was falsely accused, 39.16-18. Jesus was also falsely accused, Mm. Matthew 16.59-60. Joseph attempted no defense. He just went to jail, 39, 19. 
Jesus gave no defense at his own trial, Isaiah 53, 7. Joseph was cast into prison, though he was innocent, 39, 20. Jesus is sentenced to death, though Pilate found no fault in him, John 19, 4, and 6. Joseph thus suffered at the hands of the Gentiles, first by his brethren, then by the Gentiles. Jesus mm. was sold by his brethren, then suffered at the hands of the Romans, Gentiles. Joseph, the innocent one, suffered severely. Psalm 105, 17, 18 talks about him being bruised by his chains and all this kind of stuff. And Jesus suffered by crucifixion. Joseph won the respect of his jailer, thirty nine twenty one, and Jesus won the respect of the Roman centurion standing at the cross, Luke 23, 47. Daggum. All that just from one chapter, chapter 39. So there's so many similarities between Joseph and Jesus, Joseph being a type of Jesus. Um, so... I think that's that's about all the reflections I've got on chapter 39. You guys got anything else? Nope. That was the biggest one that this, I had. This episode has blown my mind. Matthew 4. This episode's pretty long. Yeah. But it's, it's been a good. good one. Everybody better good. listen to the whole thing or I don't, I'm mad at you. Yeah. So we love you guys. Um, <laughs> hope hope this was beneficial. Connect with us at Average Joe Theology on Facebook and subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcasting platform. Other than that, we'll be back with some more Genesis next week and another bonus episode on Friday. See you guys.